Okay, exactly. That was a doctor, a nurse, a doctor, somebody with, I mean, y'all listen to this, somebody with an education, somebody with degrees and accolades and different things to represent for themselves, but still has a sick mindset that keeps them to where they're okay with being predators because mm-hmm. he knew damn well what he was doing. Mm-hmm. You are now listening to Okay, okay but, wait. but Wait. And child, viewer discretion is certainly advised. Because with Andre, you will never know what is going to come out of his mouth. From topics of sex to picking your brain about life itself. And trust me, if he wants to discuss, baby, he's, he's going to discuss it. And leave you thinking, okay, but wait. As always, get the glasses ready because the filter is off. And give it up for your host, Andre Turner. On top of that, yeah. it's like from that, like, because like I said, I didn't tell anybody that. Even like my friend. I, thank like, you for feeling so comfortable sharing that. I, well, thank I thank you. you. <laughs> I thank you for allowing me to just even be able to. I feel like it's important <laughs> for me. It took me a moment to say, because February 2nd, I'll tell you, it was February 2nd, 20, 2019 at 1.52 in the morning. That was the time that my friend helped me get back dressed from the situation. That's the time that I saw whenever I was, you know, the situation was over. So it was 1.52 in the morning. But um, that day, 2022 now, is it 2022? Wow. Yeah, February 2nd, 2022. It was all 2222 across the board. I decided that I was going to accept myself. You You know, I said, you know what? This is something that happened to me. This is something that, you know, whether I like it or not, I mean, I have to accept. And the only way for me to accept it is to say that it's happened. Stand, yeah. in, stand in my story and say, you know what? This is what happened, but y'all will no longer have power over me. Yeah. You know, I had to, I went on Facebook, actually. It was such a bold moment for me. And I went on Facebook Live and to my whole entire family because they didn't speak to me for, I didn't speak to them. We'll put it that way. I didn't speak to them. I isolated myself for a good two and a half years, three years since that situation happened. I guess it was two. And I went on Facebook Live and I said, you know what, family, look, this is why I haven't been here. This is why I haven't been the same. This is the Tamiya that y'all didn't know, but this is the Tamiya now. And this is what happened to her. And this is me picking up my pieces from here, you know. And that moment, (laughs) that moment was big for me because it was like me finally accepting me and the things that happened to me and saying, you know what, from here on out, I have me, you know, no matter what. You know, my story might be whatever the story is. You know, on paper, it might be whatever it is. But from here on out, I'm going to be the CEO of my life. And I'm going to take over and run this oh, shit how I want crying, to. I'm going to start crying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it took, it took that because I said, you know what? I can't live my life feeling sorry for myself, feeling regret, feeling, you know, replaying the situation and feeling like I could have done something different. No, what I'm going to do different now is walk in my truth and walk in who I am. You know, I'm not going to let this break me. And that's honestly what I had to say. I mean, still to this day, the person that set me up is still around. And I still have not addressed that with her, you know, or her family or any, any, anybody like that. But and that's still a part where I'm still holding on to that, where I feel like she still has some type of power in that situation because it hasn't only happened to me. So with her dealing you know so yeah I just feel like it took a lot for me to stand in my power and say you know what this is me and this is what happened to me and I feel like everybody should do that no matter what your story is it it doesn't have to be an assault situation it doesn't have to be trauma you know whatever it is that's happened to you own it you know whatever you do for it shoot you asked me in eighth ninth tenth grade to me you shoot yeah I did you know, I always stand in my truth. It's something that I always do because right there, if you look at yourself for what you are, what you have done, what you have not done, and you look at yourself for who you are, then you know what moves you need to make going forward. And I think that was the biggest thing for me was standing your truth, standing your power. Let people know, you know what, this is who I am. This is what happened to me. And you don't have to like it. You don't have to accept it. But shoot, from here on out, I know how I'm going to move. And I know how I'm going to be. And I know the people that allowed this to happen to me, don't have power no more. 
Because look, you did then whenever I was depressed, you did have power back whenever um, I was, you know, anxiety, all of that. You had power then and yeah. I allowed you to. But now, no. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And I had to have a conversation with myself too after because I was like, as we know, I like having sex. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that for some things that I like to do so much, mm -hmm. which I hate to say it like that. <laughs> no, me as but, well. <laughs> No, I'm not going to lie. Before that situation, I was, yeah, I loved it. Yeah, and it was like, for that power to have been really stripped away, like, I remember, like, I, even just trying to have sex afterwards, I was like, can't. Please don't. Yeah. I'll never forget, like, um, because what he had said, he was like, because I confronted him at that moment. I was like, yeah, no, because I was pissed. Oh, wow, wow, wow. Okay, yeah. I was numb. No, not at that moment. Because I was like, I got to go. Yeah. Like, literally, I was like, he was done. He was like, ah. Oh. And I was like, I got my shit left. Like, literally, was like, and the other thing was like, where my car was, he had a gate. So it's like, literally, I had to wait on him. I was like, I was, I was furious. And I texted him. I was like, I was like, did you need to call him? No, so I did confront him then. Because I was like, did you need to call him? He was like, no. And I was like, I was like, huh? And I was like, I gotta go. The level of disrespect. And so I went off. I still have the messages because I'm like, fucker, you try some shit. I'll I'm not the one trying it. <laughs> um, but I had told him, I was like, I told you that I didn't want to do that. He was like, um, he texted me. He was like, you haven't said anything. He, I, you know, sent me out. I was like, no, because I didn't enjoy anything that happened. I was like, that, I told you that I didn't want to do that. I told you that I didn't want to do anything without a condom. I was like, first off, you don't know if I have any STDs. Exactly. He was like, well... You don't know about me, I don't know about you. What the exactly. fuck? Exactly. I was like, I don't know if you... He was like, well, I'm clean. I was like, I'm glad that you think that I'm going to be able to take your word for that. I was like, but no. I was like... He was like, well, you know, we've already done stuff. Inside. I was like, no, 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 no. I was like, do not justify it. I was no. like, I understand that this is what I am saying. This is how I felt. You completely disregarded that because your own judgment or whatever it was that you wanted trumped what it was that I wanted. So you could have done that with Anybody. You shouldn't have done that with anybody else. But you could have found somebody else you who really, would have been yeah. willing to. And I was like, so now here it is that I'm having to live with this. Something that I shouldn't have to. No. And he was like, oh, well, I just thought you. He was like, I thought you liked it this time. Yeah, There's there. always going to be a justification after. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, and I kept telling him, I was like, don't respond to this. I was like, I'm going to say my piece. I was like, but do not respond to this because you're just going to make me more upset. And I was like, right now, I just want to leave it at what it is. And I was like, because in my mind, I'm like, I'm just going to leave it at that. Mm -hmm. You know, because I'm like, I very much so could have done something. Yeah. I'm like, I could have got your entire license revoked. I'm like, but I'm a good person. When so, you don't have to be. Exactly. And that's and the I part. Think that is what hurt the most is that I'm like, I am dealing, because you're dealing with patience. You're dealing with people, you're dealing with kids, you're dealing with all types of people. And it's like, and for you, it's just like, it just, I don't know, it just hurt. And like, I, it took a lot of meditation. It took a lot of meditation. Mm -hmm. Even my friend, every time people ask, cause like I've talked about them, and people are like, what happened? Like, why'd you let it go? This, that, and the other. And it's like, oh, you know, just this, that, and the other. Yeah. And it's just like, no. It goes deeper than that. Yeah. And then. And, so and it's, it's also like a level of forgiveness where I had to forgive myself yeah. for that situation in which it's so weird to think like, okay, I didn't ask for this to happen to me. And I, you know, why do I need to forgive myself for this? And I still almost don't know. Like why? Well, I'm still in the process of forgiveness with myself for the mm -hmm. situation. But it's like, it takes so much out of you going through those situations where it's like you're stripped of your boundaries of your honestly you're stripped of yourself in those mm -hmm. moments like you don't have yourself you don't have anything you're stripped completely and it's like you're a shell of yourself and you leave yourself in that moment and that's whenever a spiral of trauma starts for you without you even realizing like mm -hmm. for me now I have severe S uh, PTSD severe PTSD severe anxiety depression everything else they over here like you borderline bipolar girl you know so it's like a whole bunch of things that happen because of a situation that 
I didn't ask for. Yeah. And I didn't, you know, I didn't I didn't put myself in that position for that to happen no matter what I did or did not do. Yeah. You know, no matter what you did or did not do with this person, whenever I say no, whenever I say this is not something I want to participate in, you respect that. Yeah. You know, and whenever you don't, you've stripped me completely of myself. And there's no way of giving me back that. You yeah. can't do that. So, I mean, yeah. I don't know. No, because there was one thing during the whole thing. He was like, damn. He was like, it was just so, this is going to be real TMI. <laughs> it was like, it just looks so welcoming. Something about it. Yeah, but like. And I was like, <clears throat> he was like, man, I just have to. And I'm like, he just kept repeating, I just have to. It just looks so welcoming, just so open for me. And literally, I remember after okay. that, yeah, after that, someone had, I was having sex with someone who was like, gosh, it just looks so nice. It just, and I literally was like, I literally like froze. And I was like, I gotta go. Like, yeah. I literally, like, I was literally in my room. I'm like, I'm just like, we gotta go. I gotta go. It was nothing that he did, but like, every time, I'm just like, I've actually had moments like that where everything, this is TMI as well, (laughs) everything in that night, because it was not just one person. I'll explain how this happened because it wasn't like a one person thing. It was she went to deal with two brothers and me being a naive friend, I rode with her. Well, no, she put it like she was going to Texas wrestling, whatever. I went and went and rode with her. We ended up going completely opposite way. We went towards Plano and um, dropped off one of her friends. She said that she was going to go hang out with two brothers, whatever. Cool. We pull up, and it's actually seven grown-ass men in the house. Seven. And at this time, I've just turned 18 years old, okay? there. I remember speaking to one, and I was drugged at this party, at this little shindig, whatever. I was drugged there. But I remember before that did happen, I spoke to one. I was like, how old are you? You know, like, you look old as fuck. And he was like, I'm 28. And I was like, oh, no, I will lock myself in the bathroom, you know. But how it ended up happening, it was actually five guys that were there and five people that took advantage of me. And, um, ooh. Okay. I'm like, damn, let me go to the I'm sorry. It was actually um, five people that did that. But after that situation, I don't even know what I was talking about. <laughs> I'm like, do I need to put this one on? Are we about to take a <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm okay with speaking about it, but then whenever I just like put it into words, it's like, oh shoot. But yeah, it was it was it was multiple people. And whenever I thought about that situation, I don't know. It was just it was hard for me to sit here and like forgive myself. But then it's like, okay, that situation, the traumas that came with it, that's what I was talking about. Um I'm a backshot girl, okay? <laughs> I can't be touched from behind at all. I can't be touched from behind. I can't be grazed on the back. Anytime anybody's behind me, I'm always watching behind me. There's certain crown apple. I can't be around that. Saveca, pineapple, mango. I can't be around that. I hate Air Maxes. I hate Cam. Okay, it's like a whole bunch of things from that one night that are triggering now. And you don't realize that in one moment... Your whole world completely shifts. Your whole, y'all, I liked sex. I'm not liked. I liked having sex. But now it's like I feel so, I don't know, uncomfortable. Like, when is this going to fucking end? Whenever it's, you know, it's, it's just it's just a bad thing. It's just a bad thing all the way around. I don't know. But, yeah. I feel like, though, I would like for a platform to be open for those that have been through it. Because, Whenever I was able to say, you know, this is something that I've been through and this is something that I've grown from. And yeah, I accept this because this happened to me. Whenever I was able to do that and stand in my truth, it made me feel so much better. It was honestly like a weight lifted off my shoulder. Like I was like, okay, yes, five men took advantage of me. But you know what? I'm still strong. You know, I want that platform for everybody, though. you know, because there's so many people that you would not guess it happens to. I actually, there's a statistic, and it was like, I think 86% of women are sexually assaulted before the age of, like, 16 or so. And I was That's like, crazy. Yeah. But no, y'all, okay, as much as Tamia was 
the little whore of NISD. Slut. Slut. Okay, because whores get paid. (laughs) (laughs) As much as I was like a little slut of NISD, I didn't realize that some of those situations that I found myself in were not because I wanted them to happen. Mm. And I couldn't, I started to accept myself as a hoe and accept myself as a slut because it was hard for me to say that, you know, some of these things that happened with some of these people, I did not want. You know, it was, so a lot of my, the sexual assault issue started to happen before. And it's before you get to realize, like, you setting boundaries and saying no, or you, it happens in different ways where you don't even realize if coercion or whatever it is, if you're coerced into having sex, that's not, that's not the same as saying, yes, this is what I want to do. And a lot of times us young women, we find ourselves in positions where we're giving ourselves to people that we didn't even want to. And then we're getting the backlash of you're a hoe now. You're this, you're that. And I just started to accept it because I don't know how to say, you know, no, some of the things that the people that y'all think, you know, the guys, they're dabbing each other up, talking about yeah, da, 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 but some of these dudes, you don't realize that was sexual assault, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And it starts at a young age. It That's started nice. in eighth, ninth grade for me without me realizing. So I just accepted myself as a class A hooker, okay, a class A whore, slut, whatever, because that was just, you know, the easiest way to just say, you know what, it is what it is. Yeah, so. and not, I guess, like, it takes a huge toll on your psyche, because it's like, and it's not even say, like, well, this isn't who I want to be. Yeah. I'm genuinely fine with having sex. Yeah. But what I don't want to be is someone who's being, not even targeted, but, like, looked down or frowned upon for something that one isn't even as bad as people make it out to be but two something that you don't even know the full story of and that just Mm -hmm. goes back to say people looking from the outside in the grass isn't always greener on the other side and it just it's a lot like it takes a lot to regain and not even regain Yeah, I guess you could say regain that sense of self. Yes. And I mean, and even if you, even if it's not even sexual assault that you've been to, it's so much more. Even I got into a car accident senior year, and it took me like my mental health during that. Like, I I would, I still till this day have driver like riders anxiety. (laughs) I do not like riding passenger in a car. I, like, have many panic attacks during, like, and it's just something that I've learned to just kind of sit and focus on other things. Yeah. And that's kind of just, it's something that I've been learning with this, and unfortunately. That's one thing that you don't learn, though. It's like therapy can't teach, I'm still learning it. You know, therapy doesn't teach you how to gain your sense of self back, how to gain, you know, they just give you, like, little things to put in place, because I'm not going to lie. I got mad as fuck after that situation. Uh, y'all thought I was fighting in high school. Y'all thought I was arguing then. Y'all, I was whooping ass and cashing checks just because. Because I was mad at the world. I didn't trust men, didn't trust women. But I didn't gain, you don't get the, you don't, you don't get how to get yourself back. You no. never learn how to do that until you just do it. Yeah. And, and that's the hard part. And then you're also, because I think one of the one things that I would be like, well, what did I used to do? What did I used to do? What did I used to do that would make me feel like this? And it's like, the person that you were is no longer the person that you are now. The person up until March, what is today? 10th? Is not the same person that you were a year ago on March 10th. That person completely changed. So you trying to figure out what it was that you used to do, it's not the same. You've got to find other coping mechanisms. You've got to find other ways to other things that you like to do or not even other things that you like to do because you can still incorporate those things but you got to understand like now there's this this void yeah so you have to figure out how else to fill it you work different now yeah you're wired different you're after wired after different. that situation i was i'm still you know i'm wired different because i honestly i forgot who i was before that happened i completely forgot who i was like whenever i speak about me in Mm, high school, it's hard for me to remember who Tamia Lene was because mm-hmm. it's like, she I haven't been her in so long. Yeah. I don't know. 
and that hurts and it's good it's good and bad because it's like okay now here comes the ceo part you now yeah. you get to build your business yes. build your brand you know now you get to build yourself but the hard part is it's like who was i mm -hmm. you know what made me happy mm -hmm. what made you know what made me click what made me, you don't know and mm -hmm. now it's like i'm trying to figure it out and oh i do have moments where i realize like oh my gosh as a kid i used to love this and I go not do it. And it gives me like the sense of, oh my gosh, you know, I'm still here. Like a little to me is still here. She's not all the way gone. Yeah. I think that situation, from that situation, I think I just took it as, you know, I think I already knew I wasn't going to be the same. I just knew I wasn't going to be the same. And I was like, you know what, from here on out, I get to do whatever the fuck I want. And that caused a spiral of bad stuff. Yeah. Because then I started to, you know what, if this is what the world has, because I've seen all, well, before that situation, it wasn't all good that I saw. But this was the worst that I've seen out of life. Mm -hmm. And if this is what y'all do, I'm going to show y'all what I do, okay? Because I can be a menace. So then I started to act up. It's not the way. But yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I completely agree. Because <laughs> I do that too. I'm like, let me go get some product. Let me go do this. Because I genuinely do it doing this. Or let me give me an apple pie because I love the fuck out of some goddamn <laughs> okay. apple pie. And I'm like, okay, like this is good. Let me watch TV and let me do this. And during that time, like, because I was working at the, I wasn't working at the current job that I'm at. I was at the previous job. My the depressing you, one? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Mind you, this is right before the trip. So oh. all of that stuff, we I, we have been talking for hours, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so she understands. But <laughs> so back, yeah. that had literally happened literally like shortly after. Um, at that point, I was already in debt. Like I like it was just so much a spiral. Yeah, it was yeah, spiraling. Like it was constant. I was just like, oh my gosh! Like to the point where I literally was like, y'all, like I cannot handle this anymore. And I think that is kind of what like clicked in my head. Was like, okay, I'm a prideful ass bitch. Mm -hmm. I was like, and if I'm about ready to take my car off a of motherfucking exactly, like and, and like you honestly should like my. Friend literally was like, I'm not gonna lie. When you drove off, like when you told me that, I didn't know what to say. She was like, and I truly like had to check your location because <laughs> I was like, I don't know if you're gonna make it home or not. And I'm no, like, seriously. And being at that low point of my life and not knowing how to get out of it, I was like, okay, Andre, what are you going to do? Honestly, how are you going to get out of it? And I think that's gonna be the next section. We're like, <laughs> yes. look, we're there. Yes, that's a good getting out of it and making. I, I I genuinely made that plan. Like this was March, um, literally shortly after because we went on our trip March seventeenth. Mm -hmm. So literally seven days later, um, I had to interview at the job that I'm at right now, and I was like, okay. Then I started working, you know, slowly on the podcast a little mm -hmm. bit. But it was sporadic. It was here and there. And then um, I ended up getting the job. And I was like, okay, Andre, what's next? Yeah. So then my mom was like, you know, she, then she was, my mom was like, look, you're not paying rent. You're not helping out with this stuff. You need to figure out, you know, what she gave me a deadline. Mm. And I was like, okay, well, fuck. I'm stressing. Yeah. I was like, I'm already in debt. <laughs> I'm like, I don't start my job until this time. Then it got pushed back. So then I was like, fuck. So... And mm -hmm. I was like, okay, Honor, we got this. So I'm starting two places. I'm starting in the, like, I literally, like, I had a whole list of, like, boom, 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 yeah. boom. And I'm like, we're going to keep ourselves preoccupied, you know? Mm -hmm. And then finally, like, after the trip, I kind of just took reins of it. And I was like, okay. And that's when I had sex again. And I was like, okay, this is good. This is fine. Mm -hmm. And then I had it again. And then that's when I moved in here. And then it was like maybe like a month later. That's when the whole thing happened. I was like, oof. And then it just. I was like, yeah. yeah. So then I was like, okay. As y'all know, I love to take pictures of myself. Got it in my body somewhere somehow. <clears throat> and so I had to. T this is gonna sound so weird. I had to take control, or not even take control, but I had to take um, ownership for yes. that area. Hey, no. People don't understand that. Unless they've been through it. Mm -hmm. Where you start, you go through this thing where it's like, yeah, you stripped this from me. I don't care what I was doing before. I don't care. I don't care. But now it's time for me to own my body again. Mm -hmm. I went through that. Yeah. yeah. 
So I was like, yeah. And I've never like I'm not a this is a bit but I'm not a booty hole pick picker or anything. <laughs> <laughs> but y'all, I got me some Savage. I got me a jock strap from Savage Vinci. Okay. And I was like, and I literally just started taking pictures, and I was like, yeah, it is open. I'm not even well, it wasn't at that point, but I'm like, yeah, <laughs> it does look inviting. And I'm going to invite you. You're not going to invite yourself. Whenever, exactly. And so now I feel more comfortable with it. Because somebody else did say it the other day. And I'm like, okay, you're right. And I'm allowing you to. Exactly. That's the big thing. You know, actually, it's on topic but not. But it's the ownership part of it. Um, I was in a relationship shortly after this stuff happened to me. And... In my relationship, it was hard for me to have sex with my partner. It was very hard. And, like, whenever I did, I felt like I was doing it for my partner. So we had moments where we would not. Like, like it would be four months and we had not done anything. And I was perfectly okay. But I didn't realize that that was bothering him. Okay? <laughs> but it was, like a, it was like a thing, like, whenever it would be in the midst of our breakups, he would feel, and this would tear me down, I'm not going to lie. He would, based off of the things that I would do in the past, he would assume that, oh, well, you're just going to fuck niggas. You're just going to da-da-da-da. You're just going to act, you know. And that would tear me down because I was like, that's where you have my worth at. You know, that's where you place me. Like, you don't feel like I'm worth more than any of that. So then it started being a thing where it's like, you know what? Me taking ownership of me, if I want to go do all that, I can. So I started taking ownership. That doesn't mean I was fucking. But you know, <laughs> that doesn't mean I was doing my thing, but, thing. But like, you know, it's it's a big thing where after you've been stripped from yourself, you have to give back yourself. You know, you have to give yourself back to you. You know, you have to take ownership. Where it's like, this happened without me saying I wanted it to happen, or this happened without my consent. So now, if I want to consent, bitch, I'm gonna consent. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and I want you to understand while we may be talking about it with sexual assault. This can literally go back into anything. If your mental health isn't yeah. good, realistically, you're not being yourself. Honestly, you're yeah. not. You're because most of the time, if your mental health isn't good, it is because of a reason. Whether that's work, whether that's school, whether that's home life, relationship, yada yada yada. So therefore, because of that, you're not even you're replacing what you think it is with something else. Mm-hmm. So. You've got to take control of it and say, okay, you know what? Why is it like this? Whether it's relationship, okay, well, why is this relationship got my, you know, let me take control of my relationship, exactly. whether it be with a friend, girlfriend, boyfriend, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Let me take control of this relationship and get it to where I want it to be. Mm-hmm. And whether that be ending it, moving it forward, mm-hmm. building on it, whatever, do that. You know, you gotta you gotta take control of it and give it the consent. You have to be the CEO. Exactly. Oh my gosh. You have to be the CEO. You have to. Cause it's like okay, whenever I wasn't running my life, before I looked at my life like my own business and like I could run this, I was doing stuff just. Be- Think about it. Before you get to run yourself, you allow things to run you. Mm-hmm. You know. So in middle school, you're looking at everybody like oh oh my gosh, I want to be liked, so now I'm going to go get, you know, everybody got these Nikes, I'm going to look at these Nikes. So you're letting people run you. You know what I'm saying? So until you look at it like, I'm the shit. I I run this. You know, so then you had to be the CEO, child. It's fun having executive meetings and telling people, nope, you're booted. You're you're fired. (laughs) You're fired out of my life. That's what I'd be saying. You're fired. Because I said so. I'm the CEO, you know? You're fired. Actually, you know what? How about you go take a little vacation? Right. You're being furloughed right now. Okay. (laughs) You're being furloughed right now. And I'll let you know when you're ready to come back. And sometimes you have to do that. Sometimes you have to divide and conquer. That's where there's different teams. Okay. So, understand. Guys, not all your friends are supposed to be... Friends with each other. Yeah. Not all your friends are supposed to be friends with each other. Not all your friends are meant for everything. You are supposed to have separate groups of friends for, okay, well, these are the friends that I know that I can travel with. These are the friends that I know these are my hometown friends. You know, you're supposed to have separate mm-hmm. groups, child. Mm-hmm. Don't inter- intermingle because I'm, 
<laughs> causes issues. Energy shifts. Exactly. So yeah, watch what you spend your energy on. Yeah. That's a big thing. Yeah. During yeah during the healing process for me, I, there's a book called Healing Is a Gift, and that I should have brought it. Is it the one with the hands? I think so. Yes. It's it's like a poem. What Healing Is a Gift? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. You I read that? Are you serious? <laughs> I have two copies of like the yeah. yeah. So that that was the book that honestly got me through a lot of the things where healing is hard. I mean, like, realizing, okay, I've gone through these things, and now it's time for me to pick up the fucking pieces. Where do I start? You know, healing is hard. And I don't know where I was going with that, because I got excited that you read that book. (laughs) (laughs) No, really. Healing is hard. And then from once you, I mean, I feel like healing is the whole process, though. And there's little stages within healing. Yeah. No, yeah. So it's like. Because you're always healing. Yeah. Always. And. (laughs) You gotta accept, yeah, assess, Ooh. and review, receive, and replenish. No, re- yeah, review, receive, replenish. Honestly, review what's gone on. Why? Why has it gone on? Receive it, understand it. Okay, grasp it, get it, replenish it. Fill that void with something positive, y'all. Cause, oh, I was spiraling bad. After my depressions, because y'all have to, okay, I didn't think anything worse could happen to me after the sexual assault situation. I was like, okay, you know, life is over. Mm-hmm. But it can't be not over than this. You know, I was like, life is just done. But no, then my grandfather decided to die. I said, that was fucking rude. And then my mom's dad, which is my best, 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 best friend, Papa Al, my road dog, he died. I said, life is done, okay? There's nothing else out of life that I want. Then I had to realize, you know what? Everything does happen for a reason. You have to figure out what is it? What what were the reasons that, you know, not always deaths, not always whatever, but what can I gain from this? What is something that I can learn? What's something that will help me push forward from this? And shoot, I learned and I, you know, realized that, yeah, they might not be here with me right now, but they're always here. And they're guiding me. They're, they're the reason why I'm right here right now, child, because I wasn't going to be able to do it. <laughs> I was not going to be able to do it. That's it. Oh, yeah. God. I started, uh, I got on medicines and different things. Oh, we can talk about all that too after after breaking on that because I was on medicines and I was on antidepressants, anti-anxiety medicines and everything and they made me worse actually. I was suicidal whenever I was on them. I was, it was very bad and actually I had to stop taking them. Like I, I just completely stopped. Because it got, it got very bad. I, I was explaining to my therapist. I was like, this is not normal. I've never been one to, like, I'm prideful as well. I've never wanted to ever think about not being here, okay? Because y'all need me. That's how I feel, you know? <laughs> I'm supposed to be here. I'm like, bitch, I'm here to change the motherfucking world. Okay, like, but then whenever I started to feel like, I don't want to be here. I was like, what? For what? For what? For what? For what? And I had to really, that scared me. That was the start of my change. Not going to lie. That scared me. Like, why am I feeling like I don't want to be here? Do you know who Poppy? <laughs> like, do you yeah. know who you are? You know, so yeah. We can talk about all the medicines because we're all child. Yeah, because that was like, because somebody had, they were like, well, have you ever thought about, especially for like, I have really bad anxiety. A lot of people mm. don't know that. Um, and I'm like, no, because a lot of people that I know that do take the medication, they change. Yeah. They still feel it, it just numbs it. I'm like, and that's not what I want. Yes. And so yeah. I turned to um, meditation. And <laughs> um, Rolling up. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> some coping things are not as good, but, um, you know, my glass of wine at night, you know. Making my apartment a peaceful oasis. Yes. Like, just finding other ways to medicate myself, pretty much. Not like, you know. Not medicate. like, yeah. Yeah, but like. Not euphoria. You, yeah. <laughs> medicate mentally. So, and that honestly truly has helped. Because with these pills, you you don't know. Honestly. Because you, okay. You don't know what you're getting and how it's going to affect you and your body makeup and everything. Because. One thing I am doing, I'm doing an assessment for bipolar disorder. They feel like I might be bipolar um, based off of things that, you know, whatever. So with that, 
they just prescribe medicine is what I've realized because my aunt and I were on the same medicine. I was on Zoloft and Ooh. yeah, it was, it was not good. They upped my dose within the first week. Yeah. So I started off with the smallest <clears throat> dose. I had Zoloft and Xanax and I was supposed to take them at the same time. And I did, you know, I would take them, whatever, but I felt so numb. Like every day I was sleeping, I couldn't get up. I couldn't do anything for myself. No, I thought it was, was going to be like that for the first week. That's what they said. Yeah. Then they upped the dose, and it started to be, I've started to have, like, honestly, psychotic breaks. I had psychotic breaks, and it was because of the medicine. I did not realize that. They were like, you have to realize that's just side effects. That's just side effects. No, I'm telling you, I'm having, it's like, I'm running out in the street, acting a damn fool, the hair pulling out my head. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm literally psychotic at this point. And it was because of this flipping medicine because they don't realize they don't really do it based off of your body makeup, things that you have going on. It's like, okay, you know, you're having mental issues. Here, here's some Zoloft. Here's some Xanax. You know, that'll shut you up. That'll make you okay. But it really doesn't. It really doesn't. It really doesn't. Yeah, my cousin, my aunt was on it too. And she actually went through the same things where she, it made her suicidal. And I was like, oh, it's the medicine, you yeah. know? So. Meditation. We got to be holistic about it, y'all. Get the herb out the ground, child. Roll a blunt. Okay. (laughs) Light a candle. Light something else. Okay. Get your glass of wine and talk it out. Honestly, truly. You can be your own soul therapist. You can. And I think that's kind of what I had to learn. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of how I was able to just get back to, or not even get back to being myself, but being the person that I am now. Yeah. Or that I was at that point. Mm-hmm. And, I don't know, it's, it's been a journey, honestly, truly. <sighs> but now, I feel as though it has helped me, you know, become who I am. And yeah. stand within who I am, you know? Mm-hmm. And understand just, with everything, not even just with the sexual assault, with coming out to my parents, with the car accident, with Having, you know, bad friendships, all that has helped me with my mental Because you learn something from each each, each situation. situation. Doesn't matter how grand or how you know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter the magnitude of the situation. With everything you learn something. And this only you can only be your own therapist if you're willing to be real with yourself and mm-hmm. really self assess and re- if you can be real with yourself and say, you know what, this is what it is and this is what it's not. Yeah, yeah you can do it, you know. I had a moment, you know, I thought I was my own self-therapist for a good minute. I was like, you know what, you're justified in whooping ass, okay? I was my own therapist where I was like, you know what, the way that you're running this world, the way that you're cussing people out, that's the only way you feel like you're, I don't know. I don't know what I felt. I felt like I was me. I felt like I was doing what I needed to do because I'm setting boundaries. I'm being, a, I'm being that, you know, like I felt like I had to put on a persona that I'm more than what I was. Yeah. Like, I, I protect myself more than what I was. You know, so, I definitely, I definitely feel like, I don't even know what I was talking about, but. Self-therapist. Yeah, I felt like, you can be your own self-therapist. You definitely can. You yeah. really can. Yeah. But you have to be real with yourself. You have to really take the time out to dedicate time. You have to be, you have to be disciplined too, though, because something where, for me, if I feel the slightest issue with where I'm at at home. I didn't always live at home, so now I'm back at home, and if I feel a slight issue, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to pack up my stuff, get up, and figure out somewhere to be, but I have to be real with myself. Where am I going? Like, where has me leaving and running from the situations? Where has that taken me? And that was hard, so now I'm sitting down, and it's hard because it's like I still have these moments where it's like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be, you know, I don't have to be doing this, but in order to get to the place where I want to be, I have to. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. That is. Yeah. You yeah. have to be disciplined. Yep. Yeah. You and actually, it's funny. I was I had a, a meeting with my manager, and she told me to. What did she say? Be proactive mm-hmm. in what it is that you're doing. Something along the lines of that. Of, Pretty much have a, a reason for what it is that you're doing. Yes. 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 So, be if you're being the CEO of your life, 
be proactive about being the CEO of your life. Or, I don't. It's not even proactive. It's proactive is more, you know, being on top of it. But it's like have a a reason, pretty much. Yeah. Like a a, a motive yeah. for it. What is your motive? And yeah. not only because motivation only takes you so far. Motivation can come and go. You mm -hmm. know, like for me, motivation comes and goes. Discipline is a big thing, but you do have to have a motive. For me, why do I want to be alive? Well, shoot, I have more reasons now. You know, mm -hmm. now I have more reasons. But my motivation was honestly my little sister, my mom, my dad, my sister, you know, my big sister. Mm -hmm. That was my only motivation. But that kept me going enough to find something else to motivate me. You know, you have to have something. Why is why am I going to do what I'm doing? Why why would getting up and going to therapy be a good decision for me? Why would I don't know what it is that y'all get up and go to work? Why today? Why why would that be a good decision yeah. for me? Because what you know, and that's what's going to keep you going through yeah. the things that you are going through. You yeah. know, you've got to have a selfish outlook on it. Yeah. Sometimes. What was your motivation for which part? Okay, what, what, what so. <laughs> sparked you to get out of the place that you were in? You know, you know, like the lowest point that you were in. What went through your mind to make you like, you know what, I'm more than this? So I think it was when I realized that I was ready to just go. Mm -hmm. And I've never, y'all, as I, I said all the time, from a very young age, I knew I'm not meant to work under somebody. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> And I'm like, okay, Andre. I really had to assess. And I'm like, okay, Andre. You have dipped so far into your savings accounts. Like, y'all, like, it was, I was doing good. I was like, you're in debt. And I, like, it was, it was one of those things where it's like, most people are like, well, you're not supposed to, like, if I told myself that, I'm really going to be sad and depressed. And it's like, no. I'm looking at it. It I'm is what it depressed. is. Yeah. But now, right, I'm like, I'm already sad and depressed because I'm seeing it. But now I need to tell myself. I need to understand it. Like, hey, this is happening and it's going to continue to happen if you don't do something else. Exactly. And similar to you. As we know, she thought I was on the child for the longest time. <laughs> I'm not. Yes. And I have my little I think brother. I found out today. <laughs> After knowing Andre for how long? <laughs> he has siblings, guys. <laughs> Plot twist. I'm not the only child. <laughs> um, and I, you know, I'm being, I have no, my brother is my half-brother. Mm -hmm. And as we know, as I told you, his situation. So I'm like, I always want to have an older brother who I'd be able, or just an older sibling who I'd be able to go hang out with or go do this or go do that. And I'm like, and I want to be that for my little siblings. Am I the best at it? Fuck no. But I'm getting better at it, you know? I, you know, take us to shop sometimes, and I go play with my little brother, and he comes over here, it's nice. And it's like, but on top of that, my parents, they're financially well, we'll mm -hmm. say. But, you know, I do want to be able, you know, it'd be nice to be like, hey, you're 18, here's this. Yeah, yeah. So, and I had to remind myself. I was like, I told my little sister, she's smart as fuck. So I said, look, I knew I was a procrastinator. A lazy as fuck. Smart as fuck. <laughs> okay. Lazy as Okay, fuck. no. <laughs> so I'm like, if you graduate high school with all A's, I'll buy you your first car. Oh, okay. Whatever car you want, I was like, I'll buy it. And so I realized with the job I'm working right now, and the way that my financials are working, I've got X amount of years until she gets there. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be able to do that right now. Mm -hmm. So it became one of those things where it's like, I've got to do something that's more than me. And I, and I also have to understand that I cannot find my motivation with other people as well. Yeah. Yes, I can. But if that's my only motivation, if I'm like, well, I'm doing this for them, I'm doing this for them, I'm yeah. doing this for them, what the fuck am I doing for me? For me, yes. I'm learning that. I still don't know. Yeah, it's like, yes. <laughs> I sit on Because it's like, yes, I'm doing this for them, but what do I get out of it? Again, looking at it for a selfish reason. Mm -hmm. And I had a conversation with my mom, and I was like, you know, we talked about my brother, and I was just like, I want to be famous. Not famous, but like, I want to be, like, I want to be rich. Like, I want to have a motherfucking empire. Like, okay. I'm like, Period. literally. <laughs> I'm like, and when I looked at it, I don't want to be the only bitch with a motherfucking empire. 
You know, you got people out here who celebrities who's you got the fucking um, Hemsworths mm -hmm. who are acting, doing their goddamn thing. So why can't I have that same <laughs> right. shit? Like, you know? Yeah. I'm like, I've got a good ass credit score. My credit score had dropped when I fucking left the damn car dealership. Dropped. So I was like, no. You know, I would have liked for my parents to have gotten me a credit card right out of, you know, fucking high yeah. school. And it's like, here, you've got, you know, this is your credit now. So I'm like, okay, I got to build my motherfucking credit score mm -hmm. back up. You know, my credit score is in the fucking 700s. 18. That's what we're talking about. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, but then after that, I was like, whoop. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, okay, well, I had to pay off my debt. Mm. You know, because my sister's going to turn a certain age at this time. I was my credit credit card. You know, it was like, she's turning a certain age at this time. I was like, so by then, I got to have this debt paid off so I can add her on. That way she can yeah. understand this. That way it's not just within my family with this. It's my whole family. Yeah, it's beyond yeah. you. Okay? Yeah. That way it's like, if I do go, y'all, exactly. It's for the generation, Exactly. <laughs> you know, break that curse. So that's really what got me it's out of it people. was. Yeah, I was like, okay, Andre, you can take control of at least one situation. And focus your energy on that. Mm-hmm. And then you can try to focus your energy on the other three. But you ain't yeah. got to focus it on everything. Yeah. Because then you're going to stress yourself out yes. more. That was a big thing. Step back. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah, that was a big thing. Whereas, like, you try to take on too many things all at once. Step back. It's okay to fall back a little bit. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> and it was a we get so caught up in, like, we're young. We want so much more for ourselves. You know, we're about to be 20-some-some-some. You know, yes. and it's like, life is going for us. But no, take a step back. Yes. Take a step back. It was a YouTube video that I watched. Aaron on Demand. If you listen to this, very inspirational. <laughs> I 100% recommend y'all watch her on YouTube. And she has said, and I quote, y'all, it's 2021. Doing everything is not cute. Period. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> I'm like, how am I supposed to build a motherfucking empire if I'm not doing everything? And she was like, it's time to delegate. She said, you do not need to do everything to be what you want to be. She was like, doing everything is exhausting. Very. And I'm like, damn, you're right. Because I'm out here trying to do everything. Doing the podcast. I'm like, I'm over here. I'm doing everything. It's exhausting. Mm -hmm. It's I may look make it look good. I got right. this look like I may look, but it's exhausting. But I love it, mm -hmm. and I'm working hard so that I can get somebody on the goddamn payroll. Okay, you know. Me. So that's what, okay. <laughs> so that's what got me out of it was I had to look at what honor as a child wanted. Yeah, and yeah, what yeah. honor as an adult wants. And figure out how to get there. Yeah. Because if you continue to lie and soak in what it is that you're in, you're going to continuously stay there. And it's going to yes. continuously spin. It'll get worse or you'll just stay stagnant. Yeah. You're not going to improve. So you've got to, you got to, you're already pretty much by yourself. Let's be honest. When you're depressed, you're not trying to be with anybody no, for the most yeah. part. So take that time and be like, okay. And understand, I say it all the time. Life is a roller coaster. It's going to go down. It's going to go up. Mm -hmm. So you got to, sometimes you got to, like I said, get behind the wheel, put that bitch in reverse. That's your back. That's your heart. And put that bitch in drive. You may have to, you know, go 10 miles per hour first. You may go 75. You may go a motherfucking 100 and you feel like, what the fuck is going on? And sometimes you got to slow it back down. But bitch, put that bitch in drive, okay? Okay, just keep going. Yes. Honestly, that was the thing for With me. the destination in mind. Yes, that was, because for me, I've always been a big dreamer that's one thing for me i was like okay i want to be a labor and delivery nurse but no i don't want to just be a labor and delivery nurse i want to start my own labor and delivery yeah. center i want to have my own birthing center it was always mindset like that like now i'm like okay i want to be a psychiatrist but i don't want to just be a psychiatrist you know i want to have my own organization i yeah. want to have my own practice i want to have my own everything so yeah dreaming big guys set goals yeah. set go but don't set goals that are like Ten i want to get out. a job i want to get a job I mean, no, what do you want to do? Think about your passions. Think about things that you love, things that you enjoy. Not just, I want to get a job. Dream big, child. Because, I mean, there's jobs all over the world. You see, okay, think about your favorite artist. Think about your favorite person. It started off with them being just like you, literally. Oh, my God. It started God. off with them being just like you and having to figure out, you know what, this is what I want to do. And you know what, with this, I don't care, I'm going to take off. So, you know, that's what you honestly have to do. Think about yeah. where you want to go. Ain't going to stop you, but you look in the mirror. 
Look in the mirror for real. You're the only person that's holding you back. Okay. Okay. <laughs> There's Literally. not anybody else. Not anybody else. What they can say, do, whatever. No, 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 no. You're the only person that's holding you back. You're allowing what people say to get to you. You're allowing what people do to get to you. You're allowing your reactions to hold you back. Stop. You know, it's as simple as that. Stop. Look in the mirror and take ownership of your life. Become your own CEO and be your own boss. Period. And I feel like that's where we need to leave it off. Oh, damn. Like, but no, literally, I'm, I'm going to, this is going to be the last day. Okay. <laughs> we go for all day, y'all. No, okay. Literally. Um, fuck. What was, what did you have said something? Look in the mirror and take control of your life. Be your own. And uh, <laughs> you have to lie. <laughs> no, you had said <clears throat> that take your biggest artist. And that was something yeah. that fucking helped. It, it's actually very interesting. I did the opposite. Mm-hmm. As y'all know, Rihanna's my inspiration. I'm going to the establishment to grand opening tomorrow or Saturday. Super fucking excited. She's one of my biggest inspirations. But last year, I went to my very first concert by myself. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Ray Albi. I love that girl. Mm-hmm. Love that girl. She like embodies bad bitch energy. And then I got to meet her. Oh, wow. Whoa. Yes. Like, I got to meet her, and I got to just have a conversation with her. Wonderful person. Mm-hmm. One day, I'll hopefully have her on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming, guys. Yes. But she's just a wonderful person. And then I went to see, it was the same week. I went to two concerts that week. Jameson. I'm already on the moon, yeah. Girl, look. Okay. <laughs> Jameson, another artist. Mm-hmm. He, he's not super, like, he's not fucking Beyonce big, but he's not, like, super small or anything. Mm-hmm. But he's a small artist, and he had this opener. I got to speak to her as well. And, like, it was just the motivation that she had gave. Oh, yes. So I literally got a signed poster, actually. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Lex for me one time. But it was just... <laughs> inspirational because it was like you're on tour like she's on tour and it's like she's just like you know y'all are you know the reason that I do this you know I'm still a smaller artist like I you know we're still learning Mm -hmm. and I'm like damn you are nothing but someone who's just following your dreams literally and you've been at this a little bit longer and that's been my motivation for the podcast I'm just somebody following my goddamn dreams and if yeah. I stop right now, my dream is not going to happen. Mm-mm. So follow your fucking dream. If you stop now, it's not going to happen. It's Keep not. going. Y'all see businesses that don't take off or companies and things that don't take off until like 10 to 15 years later. But it's like that person still in those 10 to 15 years kept going. And, you know, it's like, okay, 1999, I started this, but it's 2022, and now we're all on it. You know, you never know. Exactly. Don't stop. Don't give up. Never. Just because somebody else isn't believing you or nobody's believing you, believe in your goddamn self. Yeah. There's Okay, look, guys. There's always a market out there for you. So if whether it be a podcast, whether it be a business idea, if you want to sell a cup, okay, somebody going to buy it. Okay, somebody. There's always a market. Don't give up on nothing. Mm-hmm. Don't give up. And don't let yourself stop you. Don't let people people's opinions, because at the, at the end of the day, Nobody would be stopping you but you. Look mm-hmm. in the mirror every day and say you could you can do it. Mm-hmm. Okay, look at your favorite artist. We met Jennifer Hudson. That's the only artist I could really. Talk oh, about. with that but, voice, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I was young, young. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I was very young whenever we met her, but we met her in the uh, airport. Here Actually, is. where were we? I think we were in Vegas or something. We were coming back, but anyway, we met her in the airport, and I just remember my mom speaking to her. You know, I was young, so I couldn't really have a mm-hmm. conversation, but I was like. That's so crazy because I was just watching this lady on TV and we're speaking to her. She's a real person, like, like a real person. And she's gone through things where we, she's felt sadness. She's felt happiness. And she's before, before she had all her dreams accomplished, guess what? She was a regular schmegler person and she had a dream and she decided to dream big mm-hmm. and she fought for it. Mm-hmm. I advise you to read the seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo because that honestly, truly, you should read it too. Um, mm-hmm. Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. Yeah, I've got okay. the book. If you, okay. I'll, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. I'll, <laughs> I'll check it Just out. Just the woman in there, the way that she went about life, very inspirational. I'm like, you know what? I'm finna embody that bitch because, mm-hmm. period. But I'm gonna leave y'all on this. Actually, I know I said <laughs> me. 
Because I had this conversation with my friend. Mm-hmm. And she does paintings and stuff. Hey, bestie. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to, I was like, so, because she was telling me, like, she wasn't, you know, getting into it anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I kind of want to stop. And I was like, well, why? Yeah. She was like, well, I'm just not feeling it anymore. I thought it was something that I enjoyed doing, but, you know, I'm not feeling it. And I was like, really? I was like, because it's something that you were genuinely good at. And I was like, you know, what aren't you feeling? She's just like, well, I, I don't know, like, and I was like, is it other people's opinions? I was like, because to me, I was like, as a child, you were doing that for you. Right, okay. So that's something you've been doing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, you were doing that for you. So whatever you want to paint, draw, create, that was for you. Yeah. I was like, now you're doing it for others. You're letting other people. So what you Mm -hmm. were doing is not even the same. Because I can sit here and say, I got a YouTube channel. And it's similar to having a podcast. I have a fucking video podcast. But I can put this out way faster than I can put out the goddamn video podcast. And I can enjoy one more than I can enjoy the other. Mm-hmm. And there's a difference in that. And I was like, girl, I was like, you do realize, and I'm going to let y'all know. I said, "What's your? Well, who's your favorite artist? Right now, Major 9. <laughs> Shout out. Don't know who that is. Pick You're right. One. I'm putting y'all on. I'm putting y'all on. <laughs> we'll say Beyonce. Okay, we'll everybody, say Beyonce. Everybody knows But y'all Beyonce. check out Major 9. Okay, period. And tell, um, them, tell them to me, essentially. LOL. <laughs> so we'll say Beyonce. Do you have a favorite song by Beyonce? Mm, right now, what comes to my head is someone which... Uh, we're just going to say the uh, Dangerously in Love. We'll just say that. Okay. <laughs> Dangerously in Love could be your favorite song. But y'all got to understand, Beyonce has unreleased music. Beyonce has unreleased music that you may never hear. And that's okay. Because she didn't feel like that was the best thing that she needed to put out for us. For her. But you also have to understand that there's also songs that she has released that she don't like. Yes. That she may hate performing. But mm-hmm. she put that shit out. And yeah, it's Doja Cat hates performing that TikTok song. Doja okay. Cat, she hates it. Okay? <laughs> but y'all, eat that shit up. It's y'all's favorites. <laughs> you may not like something that you are doing, or you may think that other people may not like it, or it may not be your favorite, but you may be good at it. Do that shit. Yeah. Do that shit and understand that people have unreleased things, but they keep doing what it is that they love. Yeah. And you're always learning. Actually, I had a teacher that said this, and this last thing I'm going to say, because I know I run my mouth. Look. That's <laughs> uh, three hours later. Right. <laughs> I had a teacher that said, if you're doing whatever you love, you find something that you love, you'll never work a day in your life. Mm-hmm. So, I took that and ran with it. Mm-hmm. Do something you're passionate about. Do something you love, and you will never really be working. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to just... Here it is. <laughs> So we'll leave it at that. <laughs> this may be a two-part episode. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like we talked about so much. And it honestly, truly, I want to say thank you so much for allowing me to open up to you. It has been so long, y'all. <laughs> I know. Like, and it just, it felt great. And I thank you so much for not only opening up to me, but opening up to everyone that's listening. Thank you guys for, I thought, thank you first for having a platform for me to do so. Okay. Because you as a friend, I was going to do that regardless, but having a mm-hmm. platform that is available to open up and feel comfortable doing so. I really appreciate that. And talking about topics that's not usually, you know, you're going to think, okay, but wait, okay. okay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> talking about topics that, you know, will get you thinking, get people out of the same little things that we talk about and think about every day. So I want to thank you for having that platform. And thank everybody for listening because I hope y'all gained something out of this. Each podcast that I listen to, I gain something out of. So thank you. Yeah, I just thank you for having this. It's, it's inspirational that a friend of mine is doing some shit that I want to do. You know, it's like, oh my gosh, like we can actually do this. So thank you for having me. Period. <laughs> and where can they find you? Um, you can find me on, ooh, I'm very bad with socials, <laughs> but I'm on Instagram, Tamia Lene, T-A-M-I-I-A, Tamia, two I's, Lene, two E's, L-A-N-A-E-E. 
period. And I'll have the stuff in the description down below. Thank y'all so much for tuning into this episode. If it's two parts, thank y'all so much for tuning in two parts of the episode. <laughs> Again, I hope y'all learned something for this. Finish them goddamn wine glasses. Y'all probably went through three bottles already. Because, <laughs> girl. <laughs> and y'all have a wonderful rest of y'all's day. I love y'all so much. Tasties. Bye. Bye.